Aloha. Welcome to the Mr. G podcast. This is episode number 10 titled time travel. We're going to go into time travel. We're going to see if it's possible. Supposedly it is. We're going to look at the recent TikTok time traveler that's predicting aliens are going to take over the world. Uh, we're going to look at Baron Trump and Donald Trump. Are they time travelers? And then we're going to go over a list of the top 20 time travel movies. Um, today's episode is brought to you by my twin brother's smelly gym socks. You can find my twin brother's smelly gym socks somewhere in New England, probably New Hampshire or Vermont, in some backwoods or a dirty, dingy basement. All right. With that being said, uh, I'd like to thank our special guest today, uh, Jim, J-E-M, from Manchester, England. Uh, say hello, Jim. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. And um, I'm, I'm interested in, to see if uh, you've you've seen some of these time travel movies. I've looked at the list. I glanced at it just to see what was number one, basically. And uh, I was familiar with some of the ones I've seen. I, I've seen other lists made by Gen Z TikTokers of like their favorite time travel movies. And they're all ones that I haven't even heard of. Avengers, I guess, is a popular movie that's come out recently. That's a popular time travel movie. But I didn't actually see that on the list. The list of movies that I have are movies that I've actually seen. So uh, with that being said, time travel, is it possible? Einstein thought it was. Tesla thought he was talking to beings from another planet. And... Uh, there's there's famous physicists, you know, the uh, not the Pulitzer Prize. Yesterday I misspoke, not the Pulitzer Prize, but the uh, the uh, the prize for science, the um, uh, the Nobel Prize. No, it's not the Nobel Prize either. Do you know what the prize? Is? I don't know. It's off the top of my head. But the number one award that they give for science, it went to quantum entanglement, uh, proving that the universe is not real, and also uh, what we do here. Um, is has a, a, an effect at a, in a star system in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, and you can be two places at once as well. But this TikTok time traveler, he's made a lot of news recently because uh, he's been predicting uh, these things and he's, he's got millions of views. So just this year, all right, he, he had some crazy predictions. On April 12th, there was supposed to be a, a deep sea research team would allegedly discover the first colossal squid. Okay, that might have came true. Okay, they did recently find a colossal squid. Okay, but on May 15th, recently, that just happened. San Francisco would allegedly be hit by a 750-foot tsunami that would result in more than 200,000 ca casualties. That didn't happen. June 12th, 2023, an earthquake the magnitude of 9.5 would allegedly cause a five-mile trench opening. That's probable. That might happen sometime in the near future. August 17th, 2023, scientists would allegedly learn to track wormholes and send a spacecraft into one. September 23rd, 2023, the day before my birthday, when a Spirit Airlines flight would allegedly crash into the Atlantic Ocean. October 6, 2023, scientists would allegedly combine the DNA from a woolly mammoth 
and an Asian elephant in an attempt to bring the species back from extinction. That's something that's actually happening. So these predictions, they're kind of more like guesses, I would say. And uh, the TikTok user claiming to be from the year 2671. See, if he was from that far in the future, he wouldn't remember these mundane things like one single plane crash. How many plane crashes would happen between now and the year 2671? Yeah, this guy's full of shit. All right. I agree. I think that's a really good point, actually. This is I the first time I looked into the TikTok time traveler, but I think it's more the TikTok bullshitter. Something <laughs> that does uh, deserve uh, a mention here is the Baron Trump novels. So the Baron Trump novels, everybody knows Donald Trump's son. His youngest son is named Baron Trump, right? Jim, everybody knows that. <laughs> but... um uh, also, uh, he, Donald Trump has a few different sons, but a lot of people don't know that he, he does have a teenage son and the teenage son was like the first teenager in the white house since, uh, the Kennedys and, um, Baron Trump is a real interesting character. Uh, even if he's not a time traveler, I thought he was interesting. He's six foot seven and he's, he's kind of stayed out of the limelight. Uh, but his mother is Melania Trump, uh, the former supermodel, and his father is Donald Trump. Uh, and so what an interesting upbringing he must have. Um, but he's always been a mystery to the press. But recently, in the past couple of years, the Baron Trump novels found on the United States government website of all places. There are two children's books written in 1889 and 1893. What Keanu's burying my my paper. She's like, we got a hard these. <laughs> they remained obscure until he's literally like hiding my my notes. All right, so these two novels they remained obscure until 2017 when they received media attention for the similarities between the protagonists and U.S. President Donald Trump. Lockwood published the first novel, Travels and Adventures of Little Baron Trump and His Wonderful Dog, Bulger, in 1889, and its sequel, Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey, in 1893. The novel accounts the adventures of the little boy who goes by Baron Trump as he discovers weird underground civilizations and uh, you know flees from his entanglement. The novels were part of a trend of U.S. literature. So this is like around the time of Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland in 1865. And they did not receive the kind of acclaim as, uh, you know, other children's books. Uh, but they were rediscovered, like I said, when Donald Trump became president. And uh, Baron Trump Trump uh, became um, the uh, first son. But the uh, one of the uh, striking similarities that, that really caught me was the address of Baron Trump in the 1889 novel. Um, it takes place in New York City, and the address is the same address as Trump Tower, the current address of Trump Tower. Since New York is such an old city, you know, a lot of things uh, have gone on, on since then, and the buildings have changed, but it's the same exact address. And so, so there's pictures of Baron Trump on the book, and it's just the similarities. Like, how could that just happen naturally, you know, uh, organically? Like, you'll see pictures of like old 1800 pictures of and celebrities today, like, oh, look, Nicolas Cage is an 1800s person, or, you know, this person has similarities to Brad Pitt in the 1800s, or this person, or that person. But 
it's a, there's always a slight difference. These similarities of the address being the same, that's just uh, really interesting in how Donald Trump, uh, if he was a time traveler, it would make sense because he's unlike any other political figure. And if he came back, you know, he couldn't come back as a regular political figure. He would have to be an outsider. Uh, also, there's the, uh, you know, uh, Trump's uncle was a famous MIT professor uh, who received all of Tesla's, Nikola Tesla's uh, workings. And so it's speculated that uh, Trump's uncle uh, found Nikola Tesla's papers and in the papers discovered time traveled. And they worked with this uh, with his uncle to develop a time machine to uh, go back in time. So that's that, that. There's a lot more uh, credibility to Donald Trump being a time traveler than this TikTok time travel guy. Let me tell you, right? What do you think, Jamie? Jim? Well, yes. The this is the first I've heard of the TikTok traveler, TikTok time traveler. But it reminds me very much of if you, if for those that know about um, psychic mediumship and, and all of that kind of thing, they will know, uh, you would have heard of um, Barnum statements, cold calling, and that is really, you're saying generic, you're saying generic things, there is a good possibility if I say to you, I'm communicating with somebody with the uh, letter G, there's a good chance you're going to know somebody uh, with the letter G. Um, yeah, just like so, um, fortune tellers, you know, how they're able to predict things as well. So it's, um, I mean, and I know the interesting thing about that is that people have a tendency to dismiss what doesn't fit and focus on what does fit. So the fact that he is saying uh, things that quite possibly could happen, but in the future, even if these things happen in five years' time, people will be saying, hey, he called it. Okay, he was four or five years yeah, out. Yeah, I agree. Just like Nostradamus and uh, Edgar Casey, a lot of their predictions, like people are like, they predicted 9-11 or they predicted uh, this or that. And and they just predicted something similar. I don't I don't really give credence to every one of their predictions that came true. So, but, yes, I, uh, I, I don't um, I don't agree with with this. But guy. On, on lighter yeah. notes, the uh, top 20 time travel movies of all time. Now, number 20, I actually saw in the movie theaters Time Cop uh, starring John Claude Van Damme. Now, regardless of what anyone says, the, this is what the writer says. I believe in my heart that Time Cop was a green was greenlit because someone showed a studio executive picture of Jean Claude Van Damme and said the word Time Cop out loud. At which point they had to throw a script together as quickly as possible. Nothing about Time Cop makes sense. It's the most '90s film ever made. All right, that 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 movie I see I have seen. The next movie is a famous movie by uh, director Christopher Nolan, I believe, that came out in 2020, Tenet. I haven't seen that, but I didn't know it was about time travel. But um, apparently here it says, I have to be careful because Tenet might not be a time travel movie. Certainly time passes in it and some of the people are going backwards in time. But I've seen this movie twice now and it mainly just seems to be about people mumbling everything. Except for Kenneth Bra, who gets a shout out loudly three times 
Number 18, I don't think either of us have seen Cave Girl from 1985. Finally, a film uses time travel for the correct reasons to allow a horny 1980s high school student to go back to prehistory so they can <laughs> convince a smoking hot bikini wearing cave girl to have it off with them. You will note I've ranked this above Tenet. All right, so I haven't seen Cave Girl. That sounds like an interesting set feature of the film, though. Hmm. Number 17, <laughs> Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, 1999. I haven't seen that movie, uh, but apparently Austin Powers is a, is a time traveler. Weird to think of that Austin Powers was originally a fish-out-of-water comedy in which the promiscuous titular character had to navigate the uptight world of the 1990s that all fell apart for the sequel where powers was sent back to the 60s to shout his catchphrases at people who actually appreciated them that makes it a time trouble movie right number 16 the butterfly effect have you seen that jim i've heard of it and i really want to watch it but i haven't it's right up my street the butterfly effect God, this film in summary, Ashton Kutcher plays a man who experiences blackouts only to learn some years later that he can travel back in time and inhabit his younger self's mind during the blackouts. But in doing so, he unleashes a world of unintended consequences. He becomes a murderer and loses limbs. Seek out the director's cut if you can, because it ends with Kutcher's character deliberately strangling himself in the womb with his umbilical cord. No, really? Wow. All right, wow. number 15 is a movie available on Amazon. I saw it. I didn't watch it, though. The Tomorrow War, 2021, wherein Chris Pat is drafted into a war that takes place 26 years later because the invading aliens have already killed all the soldiers who were alive at the time. It's a great premise for a film. We all pay the price for the actions of other generations. Led down by a truly confusing ending admit it you forgot this film even existed even though it cost 200 million to make and only came out 18 months ago all right an older film from 1964 the time travelers a 1964 movie made on the cheap with genuinely terrible effects the time travelers is about a group of scientists who travel to the future fight some mutants and then return what sets it apart though is its crazed ending the film ends with the scientists venturing into the distant future whereupon the film plays through again faster and faster and faster until it cuts away to the still of the galaxy are they trapped in a loop is free will an illusion did the producers just run out of money we may never know all right so that's the oldest one i've seen on the list the 1964 and another new one the adam project from 2022 so these are important to me because time travel, it's one genre that I don't watch movies very often, but time travel movies are one thing that I'm interested in. So this one has uh, Ryan Reynolds in it. And uh, it's called The Adam Project, in which a young, a young boy's life is turned upside down when he is visited by an older version of himself from the future. I think everybody has had that thought, right? The good news, he grows up to be a fighter pilot. The bad news, he also grows up to have all the cadences and service level snarky patter of Ryan Reynolds. 
what follows is a buddy movie where the two buddies are the same person. <laughs> so he goes back to himself as a kid and hangs out with him as a kid. Isn't that funny? All right, so we're getting into the top 10. Number 11 is a movie that all the kids saw when I, I was a kid. It came out in 1986, and it just looked and was so weird. And it was like, I think Coca-Cola or Pepsi had a sponsorship, and like... I think the aliens were like hooked on Pepsi or something like that. <laughs> but it's called the Flight of the Navigator, and it, it and it, it it's it the film involves a young boy who goes missing in a Fort Lauderdale ravine. Part of the movie was well made, and that's why like it was so intriguing because it was like well-produced at times but the aliens were uh like muppets and you know how i feel about muppets but uh that just made it look so corny and campy so you have like these decent special effects decent lighting uh decent acting and then just these corny ass muppets that's what i remember the flight of the navigator but there are ufos and rubbery little creatures and whatnot but there's a real emotional wallop to the moment when the boy realizes the world has moved on without him right down to the scene that plays like a horror movie where the boy realizes that his parents have become unrecognizably ancient, even though they are probably only in their early forties. So he, he changes time and he comes back and it's a realistic portrayal of what would happen if you really did uh, go back and change things. So number 10 primer from 2004, some see Shane Carruth's primer as the gold standard of what a time travel should be. It's the sort of movie that seems unnervingly realistic from down at heel engineers to unshowy nature of time travel itself, where people in effect just get in and out of some boxes, almost entirely unwillingly to explain itself. For years, primer fans have come to rely on a series of graphs and charts to figure out what the film actually is. So I've never heard about that primer 2004. All right, 2012, Safety Not Guaranteed, a time travel movie that may or may not have any actual time travel in it. Colin Trevorrow's Safety Not Guaranteed is a delicate wonder of a thing. A man places an ad in a magazine asking for a time travel companion. Must bring your own weapons. I have only done this once before. And the respondents slowly come to realize that all is not quite as it seems. I've heard of that movie, Safety Not Guaranteed. All right, now we're getting into the top eight. These movies we've probably seen. Number eight, Planet of the Apes, 1968. That's the one with Charlton Heston. If you haven't seen Planet of the Apes, then the fact I put it on the list of all-time travel movies is probably quite a heavy spoiler. And for that, I'm sorry. But what I reveal this is what seems at first like a silly movie about Charlton Heston being persecuted by some monkeys quickly becomes something darker and more sinister. That new Adam Driver movie probably could have achieved something similar if it hadn't blabbled its big secret in the trailer. So uh, I like time travel movies and I like Planet of the Apes movies. Those are two genres that I like for some reason. Number seven. Avengers Endgame 2019. Have you seen Avengers Endgame? 
no, the the Marvel seemed to have taken off in a direction and kind of left me behind. So I, I think I might have seen it and I've in the theaters and fallen asleep. I'm not sure. And I get <laughs> I get those movies mixed up. It's just like everybody makes a big deal. I'm like, what the fuck? You know? But I got the muddled up too. But I, yeah. I do like the character. I guess Endgame is the one where it has Thanos, which is the big character with all the rings in his hand. And it's played by the actor that went to that's from Texas that went to the University of Texas, and uh, he uh, like snaps his fingers and like change like ends all time and stuff. And I like to snap my fingers, so I kind of like that part of the movie with it. But anyways, uh, it says here Endgame is a lot so much so that is it is effectively a time travel movie and bookend by two entirely separate movies. And yes, it takes a lot of liberties with time travel from Tony Stark's, huh? I did it invention to the lazy re-referencing of other time travel movies as shorthand for what the characters can do. Nevertheless, when they get to it, the film nails it. The Battle of New York is the obvious highlight with Captain America fighting Captain America and the Hulk embarrassed by his unreconstructed former self. But the heart of the film really comes when Tony meets his father as a man and learns to let go of the past. So maybe I have seen some of that, but. That sounds good, actually. It does sound like it's worth a watch. Well, I like Thanos. I would be cheering for the bad guy, really. All right. Number six is, is one that I've, I, I have seen. And apparently it came out in 2014. So I must have left Texas when I saw it, but I had not, uh, I guess it was right before I, I came to Hawaii, but number six is Interstellar. Yes, uh, I've watched that. I really enjoyed okay. it. I, I, I did see that once, but I saw it on a small screen, maybe on a phone even, and on a, in, in like a closet in, in like the backwoods somewhere. So I didn't really, but I, I, I did enjoy it. And, uh, it was a, uh, like a supposedly from what I hear from astrophysicists and, and videos on YouTube. I'm not an expert at time travel, but I watch a lot of Joe Rogan. So I know a little bit, you know, I know a little bit. No, seriously. But um, as far as Interstellar goes, uh, it was uh, um, uh, like accurate as far as the uh, physics goes. And they say it's like one of the most accurate time travel movies. But it says here, Interstellar is uh, also a lot, but at its core, it is a simple ethical quandary. Would you try to save the world if it meant missing your children's entire lives? Matthew McConaughey has to touch down on a planet during a space trip. The problem is that every hour he spends there is equal to seven years on Earth. Is the trip important enough for him to miss seeing the wonder of his children grow into adults? Technically, if you want to be fussy about this, Interstellar is a time dilation movie rather than a time travel movie, but it gets a pass uh, largely because McConaughey sells the agony of the moment so beautifully. And I believe uh, Matthew McConaughey was nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, he won the Academy Award for Best Actor for the movie Dallas Buyers Club. Um, but before we get to our next movie, uh, Interstellar, as far as they say, uh, the premise of that movie is Matthew McConaughey goes onto another planet where se uh, seven years, one, each uh, hour that he spends on that planet is equal to seven years on Earth. 
And uh, there is uh, some truth behind that. Like I said, uh, Interstellar is somewhat accurate where uh, as far as Einstein's, uh, um, as far as how time and space are relative, uh, we experience time because we're on the earth and we're uh, bending space time right now. And also, if if uh, if we, you had a telescope uh, strong enough, and if you were two hundred light a hundred light years away from the from the world from the Earth, and if you shine that telescope on Earth, you would not see the Earth how it is today. You would see how it is a hundred years ago because you're a hundred light years away. That's how long it takes light to travel. So, uh. You know, as far as the interstellar goes, he's on another planet and time is moving differently because other planets have other gravity. Other planets have uh, other um, revolutions of around the, the their their sun. And uh, so time moves different uh, depending on where you are in the universe. And basically, as far as time travel goes, you can see at any point in history of Earth if you were just in the right spot in the universe, and if you had a telescope strong enough, you could go to any spot on Earth and look back to Napoleon and look back to Jesus and look back to any point in history. So that's not far-fetched if you think, uh, you know, other species that have uh, hundreds of thousands, of, if not millions of years advance of evolution than we do, it's not too far-fetched that they could see all that just like in a blink of an eye. You know, the same way you we can't explain calculus to a, a monkey or to an ant. We can't, you know, uh, talk about philosophy like an alien species can't explain how they can just look at the look at the planet and see every uh, second that has ever existed and see every human that has ever existed just in a second. And that that's so far fetched. But you look at um, AI and quantum computing. That's where uh, all the major companies, tech companies in the world, and are trying to get the first quantum computer. And this computer is going to be able to, uh, you know, do things that no human brain will ever be able to do. Uh, so it's a, it's amazing. And just thinking, uh, our our quantum computer is nothing compared to a, a species that has a million years advance than we do so so i mean like i said it's proven with albert einstein has proven that you can see back into the past by standing at any point in history all right so we we got to end this meeting within the next 10 minutes but uh, we'll go to the next five mo movies here uh number five is bill and ted's excellent adventure i'm sure everybody's seen that it's excellent all right 1989 <laughs> me and my brother grew up on that as well as the sequel Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And I they did make a third movie that I have not seen because it's kind of sad. But it says here, there are times when Bill and Ted's excellent adventure feels like it was written by a toddler off his face on pop. But that's a deliberate ploy, a way to camouflage all the careful rigor that underpins the script. The lead characters are initially reluctant to embark on their time travel adventure until they're visited by versions of themselves from the from the near future who compel them to do it a beautiful and hilarious example of predestination in action extra points are rewarded thanks to the film's total lack of interest and consequences 
Swiping Abraham Lincoln and Napoleon from their respective heirs has no bearing on world history whatsoever, which is probably quite lucky. All right, number four, also a good movie that I saw a long time ago, Looper from 2012. One problem with time travel movies is that the rules always need to be explained up front. In lesser hands, this can lead to all manner of clunky stillness stilted exposition but when ryan johnson dabbles in the genre with looper he gave us a master class in show don't tell the sequence where poor paul dano's character is tortured at two different points in time simultaneously with the older version following instructions carved into the younger version's arm is arguably one of the most invented uses of time travel in the entire history of cinema all that, plus this is Bruce Willis's last truly great performance. So Looper has Paul Dano and Bruce Willis. Like I said, I saw it over 10 years ago when it first came out. Uh, Bruce Willis now uh, has early stages of, uh, I was going to say Down syndrome. No, no, Bruce Willis has the early stages of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, he was one of my favorite actors. So uh, every, I hope Bruce Willis does uh, as well as possible in his later years. So uh, number three, I want to get through this. We only got about five minutes less left here. The Terminator, 1984, and The Terminator 2, Judgment Day, 1991. The lure of the first two Terminator movies were the killer robots running around murdering everyone, but they were very smartly built around a framework of pure time travel. We only see the future in brief flashes, but what's important is the present. It is very, very important that Kyle Reese, a guy from the future, has sex with Sarah Connor, a woman from the present, because only that will save humanity as we know it. That's a hell of a pickup line. Hey, I'm from the future. You know, we got to have sex because, uh, you know, we got to make this baby and, uh, you know, but the device also elevates, which could have simply been a, a B movie in the realm of, of classics. So that, that is a great pickup line. Hey, babe, I'm from the future, and we're supposed to, the only way to save humanity is we have to have sex. All right. It depends on us. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that uh, next time. Number two, Idiocracy. Hey, this is actually a movie that I'm in from huh. 2006. It was filmed in 2004, the, the summer of 2004. But Idiocracy is listed as the number two time travel movie. The smartest time travel movies use the device as a mirror, telling us more about the times. Oh, by the way, I am actually in the movie Idiocracy, if you're wanting, wondering. You can go to the Costco scene and check out Old Mr. G. I'm wearing something very similar. This is actually what I wore in the movie, actually. I wore my blue, blue vest, actually. But uh, it says here, Idiocracy, the smartest time travel movies use the device as a mirror, telling us more about the times we live in now than the times the characters visit. Enter Idiocracy. Mike judges stinging satire about modern times. An average person is cryogenically frozen and wakes up in the future, shocked to discover that the global IQ has fallen off a cliff into the intervening years. Surrounded by aggressive stupidity, he single-handedly saves the U.S. from famine by suggesting that they use water and not an electrolyte drink to grow cups, crops. We are conservatively 15 years away from this happening in real life. So Idiocracy, it's a famous cult classic. A lot of people love that movie. And uh, it was a, 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 a great uh, 
honor. It wasn't an honor, but it was fun working uh, and meeting uh, Mike Judge and uh, a few of the actors and stuff. So everybody knows what the number one time travel movie is, and that's Back to the Future, the only conceivable first choice. The first two Back to the Futures, the third, which is basically just a Western, uh, have come to define time travel as a genre. They deliver a complex set of hard sci-fi rules which can and cannot happen during time travel and miraculously manage to do in a way that kids can understand. Good music, cool clothes, a million catchphrases, and, in the case of the second film, an unnervingly precedent prediction of how Donald Trump would turn out. Just perfect. So those are the top 20 time travel movies. If I've left any out and you're watching this on YouTube, leave it in the comments what your favorite time travel movie is. Do you have any favorite time travel movies, Jim? As I said, Interstellar is is great. I had wondered about Idiocracy, um, although I wasn't sure. I was surprised I fell into time travel, but um, that's a, an interesting concept, also terrifying. But it's got to be, it's got to be Back to the Future. It's timeless. That's yeah, one that, that, film uh, that I, I pray they never remake. I hope it stays exactly as it is with Michael J. Fox. It's just perfect. A lot of times when somebody asks what my favorite movie is, uh, I, I think that's a solid Back to the Future, the original one. I, I can watch that movie a hundred times and not get tired of it. And when I was a kid, we only had uh, the same VHS tapes. And, and those on those tapes were Back to the Future. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then Cocoon. And we were like, fuck, Cocoon sucks. We're like, this, what's with Cocoon? Like, we tried watching that. It's like all these old people swimming. Like, oh my God. We just watched, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark or Back to the Future <laughs> over and over. But as an adult, uh, when I had to get through a, a Spanish fourth semester class at the University of Texas, which they call a weeding out class to get an upper echelon degree. One thing that I did was I watched Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark in Spanish uh, because I knew the whole movie word for word in English. And I would also watch, you know, Back to the Future and other movies in Spanish. And I know what the actual dialogue is. So hearing the translation in real life, that would actually really help me as well. So uh, thank you uh, for joining us today, Jamie, a.k.a. Jim from manchester and uh i hope me. everybody enjoyed our, our talk about time travel uh and join us for tomorrow this is episode number 10 i really love doing this uh tomorrow is episode 11 and we're going to talk about aliens so uh join us for that as well uh everybody wherever you're at i hope you have a wonderful day for me and all my street kitties out here near chinatown in honolulu hawaii um, I bid you farewell and uh, I'll see you guys later. Aloha.